Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, yo, what's up, Blurdy Besties? Thanks for hitting up the Blurdy Massacre podcast, your stop for all things black and nerdy. Today, we got another director special, my favorite Mexican uncle, Guillermo del Toro. Yes, I just came back from Mexico, so I'm like on it right now. Before we get into the meat today, though, let us intro our hosts. Greetings, all the people everywhere. This is Brother Ghoulish. You can find me primarily on TikTok nowadays at Brother Ghoulish. <laughs> you can find my book, There's Something Wrong in Warrington County, on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Oh, yes, yes. And also on site right here. Listen. About to bring out my Piscean tear. <laughs> <laughs> um, buy that book. I'm Sheree the Slayer. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Sheree. Um, there's three S's in there. That's math. Um, you can also catch me at Nightmare Fierce. Um, also, the altar tape is like 30 of us over there, but like it's all fun and games. And I have another new podcast because I don't know how to sleep. It's called <laughs> Hey You. <laughs> if you're into the Joe Goldberg shenanigans on Netflix, you might want to check it out. I'm co-hosting it with Joe from Horror Queers. This season's lit. This season's lit. I'm just going to say that right here, right now. I can't give spoilers, obviously, because she'll come out for two weeks. But she right. Um, and you can also catch me writing for Nightmare on Fifth Street, which is not Fear Street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Dress Central. Um, I feel like I just read my LinkedIn. I don't know why I'm here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not LinkedIn. <laughs> and uh, my name is Zero Gravity. Um, what? Who am I again? A podcaster, I guess, entertainer, host. You can find me on Twitch at IDK Gravy and all that other good stuff. Yo, y'all should follow me on Letterbox because I've been killing it this this year so far. I upgraded to Pro. Uh, I'm different now, so you know. Anyway, Zero, who this? Who this? <laughs> I'm Pro on Letterbox. Don't speak to me. Show me your credentials. <laughs> Anyway, what's popping? Oh, we got we got a lot popping mm-hmm. this time. All right, let's see what's really going down in the horror community right now. What's going on, y'all? 
first off, there's a movie called The Reading starring Monique, and it's hitting BT plus, and it looks good. Let's not let's not get too excited. Let's not panic, but also let's get those other email accounts for this next free trial for BT plus because you're dropping. <laughs> Wait, you on to something? Which one of us are going to use the blurdy Gmail for for, for this uh, subscription? <laughs> I'm gonna start it on the Sunday and drop, and then we can all take turns. You, you just get 48 hours. <laughs> The last okay. one got to cancel. The last one got to cancel. <laughs> I shouldn't be the last one. We know. <laughs> We're like, damn it, Ryan, you didn't cancel the subscription. <laughs> damn, I guess that's me then. Straight to streaming, though? We'll I mean, see. yeah. What? Like, there's too many black people. We can't put this in a theater. Um, <laughs> is it, is it, it looks like it's horror or what genre does oh, it Oh, it's definitely it a thriller situation. Like, there's this girl. I'm a, like, so I saw the trailer last night because LaBob said it to me. There's this girl who's like a psychic, and like something happens at whoever she's reading, and she's like, I'm gonna do this no more. And the dude is like, You're gonna do it because it's BT, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, You'll do it again. Also, we're going to Monique's house, so you could do it for her. And Monique's family was just murdered, and the girl's like, I don't want to be fucking with no murdered people when like my last thing just like <laughs> went sideways. Um, but they get in there and she starts it, and then shenanigans, and she's talking to Monique like she her children and shit, and I'm like, What? Um, I don't like trailers, but like if y'all you need to see the evidence that BET might be doing something right, I, you should click it. I'm about to say I just googled it just because I was curious, and this poster looks good. The synopsis that you're giving is giving, and I'm happy that Monique is working again because when all that tea happened with um Netflix, her speaking up and everything, um, and people were just like you know treating her like trash and shit just to come out and it turns out that everything she was saying was absolutely valid i it just it was sad because like she remained blackballed it felt like she still didn't get that many opportunities so i will yeah. be giving bet a rare coin for this because i i'm not going to lie i took a little break from bet a while ago but this this is rare. Like, no, I, i'll do it for this for miss monique and it's also cool to see her in this genre because I feel like a lot of times people get stuck in one lane. Yeah. And we've all known Monique can do other things. Like, it's, she's not just a comedy queen. That's just where we know her from. But, like, she can do other stuff. And so I'm happy that here she's doing something serious. Um, From the trailer I saw, the wig looks right. It's not out here doing shenanigans because mm. E.T. is dicey. Look, <laughs> um, it is, yes. I was like, keep that bun. Keep that bun energy. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, her hair does look right in this. It looks real. It doesn't look like it's like eight inches off her head and holding secrets. So we're off to a good start. (laughs) We needed that. Because like usually people are like, "Mm, it's Black History Month. Here are the same five movies I've always shown y'all. And they're like, what if we do something new? And what if it might be good? Again, might be good. (sighs) Y'all, the fact that it might be good gives me so much energy. I just want to hope again. Um, in the things that are not as fun and promising, uh, people who follow Gory Corey might have saw a post they shared about the actor from Wednesday. Um, Percy Hines Ooh. White, who plays Xavier on that show, might be the new Timmy Burton, Johnny Depp. Because, <laughs> um, like, this, this list is long. The list is long. I got tired of scrolling. My fingers gave out. Um, he's been out here harassing so many people and doing just so much garbage shit. Um, we'll need content warnings to unpack it all. Yeah. I mean, we're talking coercion. We're talking just straight up, um, <clears throat> rape accusations. Uh, we're talking circulation of 
uh, sensitive photos without giving consent. Mm -hmm. Like literally all of your average, um, what's that show called? Uh, Degrassi. (laughs) (laughs) But also Degrassi um, blown up fucking teenage boy does not understand consequences or respect women um but blown up to literally i would say television standards but this is real life which is insane and just like that tory lane's thread there is evidence and it's very similar situation and have y'all looked at the comment section on wednesday's uh i i've uh, seen some of that I had some of the comments randomly from other people because this post also has the cancel court, I mean, cancel Percy hashtag. And so, of mm-hmm. course, the trolls and incels are like, hashtag save Percy. And they're like, these photos yep. are doctored. And I'm like, there's a lot of doctoring to get rid of somebody who nobody knows exists. I mean, I know a lot of people watched Wednesday. I was not one of them. Um, but I don't know this actor. It's not like this is somebody who, like, taking them down is going to, like, give you clout. Like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> No, he's a secondary character. Yeah, he he's a secondary character. It's not removing him from the show. It's not even one of those situations where like, oh, we have a really shitty person. Like um, <clears throat> the the uh, wrestling star who was in Mandalorian. I don't remember <laughs> what her name was. Bad um, bitch. Uh, yeah. Like Gina something. Mm-hmm. Gina something. Gina. Anyway, well, she was you know spreading um, very harmful information while being you know a notable character who you know makes sense and is part of the plot in the show so that prompted a sticky situation where it's like do we recast her do we kill her in this situation with this percy guy like if you were to just like remove him from the show and he just never made an appearance in season two it would not fuck with the storyline like at all I feel like at the end of the day, people are there for Jenna Ortega as they are for most of her projects. Don't get me wrong. She's got some good stuff on that resume. But for the most mm-hmm. part, I'm going in like Jenna's here, so I'm going to try it. Um, and if it's more than a three, I live. If it's less than a three, I still saw this queen work. Um, I Again, I'm not a Wednesday girl. <laughs> but I, I don't think that making it about the abuser, which is what Timmy Burton is want to do if we see the track record with Johnny Depp, is the moment. I don't think it's the move. No, it's definitely not. And I, I don't know if I trust... Well, I definitely don't trust Tim Burton. That's period. But I don't know if I trust Netflix to, you know, really uh, look at this issue with any fucking importance at all. But it's literally the only thing in the comment sections right now. And it's a little, it's a little embarrassing, don't you think? Like, I don't know. If I were Netflix, I would be like, mm, this attention mm-hmm. is not very yeah. cash money. I don't know. And these are young people. These are all very young people cast in this show. So I don't know if this could be a hazard or it could just be, you know, perpetrating the societal norms of letting abusers do whatever the fuck they want we do not need another ezra miller running out here in the street oh my god we do not <laughs> so let's shut this down now um, <laughs> yeah let's shut this down <laughs> right now <laughs> ezra was out there living their best dc villain life <laughs> and i was like For how real? is nobody how like, this oh, bruh you're supposed to be the good the good one you're supposed to be the hero this is not Honey, you're doing it wrong. Right? That's not, that's not 
No, that's not in the script at all. Every time something new pops up, I'm just like, how? How? <laughs> uh, I don't know. But that Ezra Miller is definitely um, uh, <laughs> mentally unsound. Like they, they need some work done. I think that uh, this Percy, whatever the fuck, I don't even care to learn his name because it is of zero importance to me. But I, I just think that this is just asshole kid behavior. Um, just typical privileged kid goes unchecked forever, mm-hmm. doesn't understand consequences. I, I think that he knows exactly what he was doing mm-hmm. um, and is sound enough, mentally sound enough to understand that this is wrong, but now trying to bury everything. But this new generation of, okay, so like the difference between a situation like this and then an R. Kelly situation or a Steven Tyler situation is, you know, this new generation, the Gen Zers, they understand the importance of receipts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really, really yeah, do. No. And in this thread that um, that Gory Corey shared, there's a bunch of women who went to high school, which is probably like, I don't even know if these kids have graduated from high school yet, but <laughs> they have everything in the DMs, the screenshots, the recordings um, of of chats and everything. Um, and there was even in one tweet some mention of he, uh, Percy, whatever, tried to delete some messages because they, they know. But I don't know. These the Gen Zers really understand the importance of of screenshots and receipts and evidence. So I but do think can't... it's going to get harder and harder. <laughs> You can't delete messages that you've DM'd though, right? So he he was just shooting himself in the foot. That looks more suspicious. Like you can, oh. you can, because like the head of the chair of my grad school department, when we were attending all our Title Nines, he just shut down his Facebook account. So like all the conversations are gone. But so that, people who had receipts have them. Yeah. People who didn't were just SOL. Wow. I mean. I mean, either way, those there is naked pictures of this kid. I almost said this man. He's not I'm a man. Say, I'm probably man. Listen, the picture is like burn my eyes, like burn my eyes. This absolutely disgusting. And to me, there should be no coming back from that. There's obviously going to be trolls online and incels that are going to find a way to skew this innocent oh, until proven guilty. Even mm-hmm. though there's like nasty ass photos and it's all there, but you know. This it's a lot of hard evidence these days and disturbing things that you can't really unsee. Yeah, it's disturbing. And he's 21. I just Googled it. Like he definitely is old enough to know better. These little sociopaths be out here. Um, mm-hmm. and again, I need the parents to be like, we raised a monster, we need to go collect him real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. Damn, man. Ugh, what else? Um, (laughs) like uh we are maybe two weeks removed from mark Patton. for those of you who don't aren't good with names that was jesse in the second nightmare on elm street um he was in mexico and he got very sick and it came out that he'd been living paycheck to paycheck even though he's at all the cons and all the festivals and things um and so he needed to raise money via a gofundme to get out of mexico back into the states so he could get back on like his meds and talk to his regular doctors damn uh, yeah 
Yeah. So like we have our uncle in horror because again, like it's Mark Patton. Like we he's got new movies coming out because he stays in the genre. He's literally taking pictures of everybody at any festival and con he gets into. And he had to cancel some stuff, which is how people are like, what's going on? I found out about it because um Felicia Rose, who was in the sleepaway camp, and him are friends, and they just did a couple movies together, and she posted the GoFundMe because Mark and his agent are definitely uncles and they're not the, the best when it comes to social media. And so she had to like get it out to the masses. And I'm really happy she was there to do that because they raised the money, but now it's like the whole GoFundMe thing of we have to wait this long to get it. And his mm-hmm. updates on his Instagram, I he's he's doing better, but he's still not home yet. And it concerns me a little bit. Mm, how long um, do they have to wait the last time you checked? Because I pulled it up and I'm scrolling, but I'm trying to figure out. Because they they use GoFundMe, which I'm not as familiar with. Like, I don't know how long they typically have to wait for that payout. Because with Kickstarter, when I did mine, I had to wait like almost a month, you know, to get the funds. So that's it's kind of scary to think that you have a health related issue. Maybe they can expedite it. I don't know if that's possible. I'm hoping because he's Mark Patton, he could be like, this is the money we raised and somebody can loan it him to him. And that way, when the GoFundMe comes in, he can just pay them back. Because again, yeah. I think that he he is not a young person, which is why he's one of our uncles in horror. And I think that he's just been through a fucking lot. And so like he deserves to be at home with his regular doctors while they like get him back on the mend. Um, as opposed to like being in Mexico where I don't know how much Spanish he speaks. Um, mm. And I also, I can't even imagine getting sick in a different country because like getting sick in this one's already stressful enough. <laughs> and so to have to figure out how to navigate that healthcare situation and those doctors and having to advocate for yourself, I it stresses me out. And I just I'm trying to keep him lifted. Yeah, same. I didn't even know. Thanks for bringing this to our attention. Like he was in the Word. news recently because he, you know, is going to be in a new horror movie soon. And I was excited to have him back, yeah. but I didn't even realize he was going through this health disparity. This really fucking sucks. Yeah, I only found out because of Twitter and I was doing the news. And so like we were like, we should definitely like put this in the news today because like we should try and like do what we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I it makes me sad. It makes me sad. And I'm happy that he is feeling better. But I think that it is time to like somebody to figure the money out because I know I don't have any money. But somebody out there <laughs> um, who is a fan <laughs> of Mark sees what's going on and hey, they have the money and they need to like help out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm reading it now. They're they're giving some information as to you know what's going on, and I wow. Yeah, mm. like he's been going through it for a while. Um, because he's just had like we've all had some bad luck, but like he's definitely had a lot of bad luck recently. Yeah. And for him to still be like at all the fucking cons, at all the anytime there is a horror convention. Like he's one of the first guests announced. Yeah. Um, and every picture he's smiling like this is not the first time he's had to do this. And I'm yeah. like, this sir, you have been you have been out here <laughs> repping Jesse and this franchise that did you dirty. <laughs> so dirty. Like, yeah. have y'all seen Scream Queen? Scream? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. That documentary, because I did not know. Because as a kid, yeah. you watch it and you're like, this one's different than the other ones, but whatever. And then you watch the documentary and you're like, are you fucking shitting me? Are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> um, if I were him, I would have definitely like blown some shit up. And so, like the amount of grace that he had, <laughs> I know you dead ass though. Especially because I also saw that documentary, 
especially after it came out and like all the tea and drama and shade with that literally baby i would have to unlock an inner scorpio i didn't know i had somebody gotta pay listen me and my gemini sun and my aries rising would be outside of fifty thousands. i bet come out here and say to my face come put me in my face and they'd be like ma'am ma'am this is an idol send him out here send him out here Not I blew my nose so hard earlier. My nose ring blew out, and I didn't even know. Uh, (laughs) That's not okay. I. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "What the hell?" (laughs) I cannot. (laughs) This is what I get for buying all this cheap jewelry. Mm. You should do it yourself, right? It ain't cheap until people can see the price tag. That's how I play this game. Um, period. Everyone said, oh, Zara, I love your outfit. You look so cute. And so you Google it and realize I got the entire thing for like 20 bucks on Shein. Listen, li- so, some of the things that get compliments on me, I'm just like, y'all don't know how close it is to being a ripper way. I got to go home <laughs> fast. Um, <laughs> this is being held together by good thoughts. <laughs> and I'm running out of those. <laughs> I'll leave. Um, like the last bit of news is so Stephen King always has a couple of movies coming out. Um, they've adapted the Boogeyman based on one of his short stories from early in his career. And it was going to go to Hulu. We were all waiting for it to go to Hulu, but now it's going to the theater. So we'll all have to wait for it. Those of us who are not ready to go check it out for a Stephen King movie. I live. My for question how you is why theater, though, by the way. Like the theater. The theater. theater. Yeah. No, I part of what I think it is that they're like, oh yeah, this is gonna make money, which I mean, capitalism that makes sense. But it also just goes to this conversation that we keep having, where people feel like people feel like not going to theater is failure in Twitter. Because like when Sick came out a couple weeks ago on Peacock, I was like, yeah, I get to see it because I didn't get to go to the festivals, obviously because I'm a poor. And I was like, I don't know when it's coming and how. And so like we got to see Sick, we got to see Kevin Williamson at home, not going outside catching COVID and risking what happens in America when you go anywhere in America. Um, but people are like, it would have been better on a big screen. I just, it deserved a big screen. And it's like, bitch, mm-hmm. you can run out a theater and watch it on the big screen. The rest of us can watch it at home and keep safe and away from your ass. I'm shocked that people would even, and I've seen it too. Like, I know what you're talking about. Like, some people do try to say it like it, it's like a red flag or something. But our world changed after quarantine. I think a lot of places yeah. are starting to ask, like, does this need to be a theatrical thing? And nine times out of ten, a lot of these things don't. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't heard this back in the day. I don't know how true it is, but I'm, I kind of believe it that the most of the money that they get back on these theatrical releases anyway come from like the concessions and and just like you know other things that aren't even associated with the actual film itself i believe that um, yeah. there's a lot of people out here who don't have money and so i don't know why they're on the wrong side of history <laughs> and they're mm. acting like they now own theaters and like but the theater industry is dying it's not dying a couple chains did close and that's very unfortunate but also mm. theater has been expensive forever the yeah. fact that a bottle of water is five dollars and these bootleg nachos is eight for whom <laughs> for why and these ticket prices are getting ridiculous you want me to like get into an uber which is already 20 something dollars to pay like 20 something dollars because you also have an exchange fee and like a charge for this and a charge for that um and then by the time i'm done i'm out almost like a hundred dollars and that's if i that's if i dare to have an alcoholic beverage which you know i have to because that's my medicine 
And and for what? I'm risking COVID. I'm risking gun violence because again, America. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't have insurance because again, America. And so, like, if I catch something or if somebody does something wild. And so is it worth it to see some of these movies, which is why I've been very selective in what I do go to the theater for, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to seeing everything. And I feel bad about that because I'm a content creator. And so like, I can't wait in a conversation sometimes for at least six, seven months. Yeah. Word. Are you really going to risk all those things for a, a movie directed by the same fool who did Dashcam? Listen, no. listen. Sorry. Sorry to get a little bitchy, but you know. Listen, it's a podcast. I can't afford to go into debt to maybe catch COVID or a stray in the real world. And I, <laughs> there's no winning here. There's no winning. And people are like, you need to go to the theater. I'm like, you also can't afford to go. Why are you so loud? Why are you so loud? <laughs> And a lot of these, a lot of these theaters are charging for experiences in in really squalor conditions. Um, Alamo Draft House deserves all the coin they can get. Yes, but a lot of these other places do not, because my local theater, if I get a bukkake from the damn soda machine one more time because they refuse to fix it, like, <laughs> I, I'm going to start charging people standing nearby. My cash app is at Brother Boy. <laughs> And then on top of that, like, I think I told y'all about this when me and Mill went to go see the blob because they were doing a cinematic thing. Maybe I didn't tell y'all. It was traumatic. I told my therapist. But (laughs) I literally went into the theater one time, rare, and I'm just sitting there and it's just me and Mill. So I'm like, okay, it's already going to be bad. And I told y'all it was like a condom, like, you know, at the end of the thing. I'm like, ew, so they haven't even cleaned it here. Gross. Uh They don't start the movie on time. So, like, we're just sitting there and sitting there and I'm like, and after, because I was like, I'll give him 15 minutes because I don't know if like there's something going on. Um, 15 Mill was like, okay, minutes. Okay, y'all are on Mill's side, whatever. I want to be nice. But uh, okay. as a result of me waiting 15 minutes, we didn't get to actually see the movie until like 30, 45 minutes later because they, <gasps> they forgot that they had a screening. And oh like, I paid Wait, how much what, to be in here? What movie or what movie theater? Like, this was the X Skate in Brandywine. And. Did they give y'all certificates? Did they give y'all discounts? Did they give y'all free anything? No. You no. Didn't have a Karen moment after? I should have went off. That's why. I literally was That was like, a very yeah. um, worth, yeah, that's very worthy of a Karen moment. I don't think I, anybody would blame you. I would walk out only the I theater. Mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sometimes a Karen moment is warranted. <laughs> like, that definitely would be Okay. Do, I have to share this very quickly and then we'll get into the topic today. But you guys remember the story I told you about seeing Possession at the, at yeah. that theater, like the indie theater that I like to go to in mm-hmm. um, in Lower East Side. Mm. So I follow this meme account um, on Instagram, and it's just like it's they're definitely New York based because they share a lot of New York like in inner knowledge memes, but it's a pretty broad meme page, and they shared this meme like three days ago and it literally put me on my fucking ass because y'all remember that story watching a possession in that theater i was very uncomfortable because the seats are like so fucking old and just no cushioning because they just been sat in for like 40 years without ever reupholstering anything 
and it's a meme and it's like a bunch of people or a bunch of like crudely drawn humans that are like clearly not having a good time and it's like we love seeing possession at metrograph and they're all like very unhappy and the comment section was like yo chill why do you gotta do this don't put me on blast <laughs> so it's like this is like a, sh a shared experience that i now know that like nobody enjoys going to this theater but we're all art house nerds and or movie influencers, content creators. So we have to act like we enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a shared experience. A That's shared terrible. Experience. Do they at it? least serve beer there or anything? Something to take the top or the cap off or whatever they say? Oh, listen, those movie tickets are so expensive. I'm with, mm, mm, no. I'll, I'll sneak in my own beer. I feel like the way movie tickets are going, I should be listed as a producer on the film. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I blame Jero for this. You, I, you already know where I'm going. Because ever since you brought that to our attention, I swear I hear this shit everywhere. Heartbreak feels different in a place like this. Yo, no, <laughs> but it's actually talking about brokenness. <laughs> brokenness feels great in a place like this. Oh, that'll be thirty two ninety five for your nachos. <laughs> the way I don't even reach for my card when we because yeah. I'm just like I'm not I just got skeeted on by the soda machine like it's it's very girl on the third floor what? oh my god <laughs> Zero, have you watched that movie yet since we told you about it you have to watch that movie no I'm scared because what y'all explained to me was disgusting <laughs> I'm not doing that it's a juicy movie no. it's a juicy movie um so I've heard. <laughs> I mean, the subtitle is Them Sweet Walls. You can't go wrong. Oh, mm, I'm going to throw up. CM Punk is still rinsing out the spunk from that house until this day. Rinsing <laughs> out the spunk. <laughs> Didn't they have like a close-up shot with it like going towards his eye or something too? A couple like... times. A couple, I'm like, this is personal. Like, this house is aiming for you. You got to get the fuck out. And he's like, nah, I'm going to fix it. <laughs> I don't even remember what year that was. I know we watched it last year, but I feel like that hasn't come up on any list, and it deserves to. Ambitious, ambitious, ambitious. Like they were yeah, like, you know, give him points done? for trying. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've never seen a house come on somebody before, and to see it so many times, they're like, we're not really sending it home for me. I was like, damn. <laughs> he was getting the job done. Look, he was cleaning his plate. Um, Yo, I, I'm sorry. I, I I have to stop. I'm grossing myself. Stop up. it. Give me the tea or the real talk, <laughs> rather. Oh, oh, yeah, we should do the topic. <clears throat> yes. Today, we are here to talk about the one and only Mr. Del Toro. Um, he's got a list of movies he's made, whether writing, producing, directing, dreaming. We don't know. We just, we're here to talk about some of them because that's what we've chosen to do today. Get into it. Okay. What? Sorry for the delay. We're going to do that real talk. I just had to pick up the bulb from the nose ring that hit the ground somehow. All right. Oh, um, good luck getting that back on. I'm going to throw this away. I've, I've grossed myself out thoroughly. Um, I'm just not going to have a nose ring for a couple days because, yeah. Um, For the real talk for Del Toro, I'm so sorry in advance, Zero, because um, I know that. All right. So let's start with the piece that you know. And then for people listening, in case you don't know, like um, Polanski was like dodging charges for um you know sexual assault against a minor i think she was like 12 to 14 like somewhere in that age mm -hmm. and later in life when he went back 
to the country where it all happened for an award. They pulled his ass in cuff town. They're like, you coming over here for the war, but baby, you getting arrested tonight. And so a bunch of people in Hollywood said that's fucked up. You know, um, he was over there for an award and he wasn't over there for anything else. Like we should have him, you know, extradite, uh, extradited. So they passed a petition and a bunch of people signed this petition. Um, some of the people have apologized since like um, Natalie Portman. Um, she did apologize. And then some of them did not. Um, Guillermo del Toro being one of them, basically saying that, you know, he should totally be released. And I mean, it worked. You know, he got off. And a lot of people passed a petition on change.org. This is the part that Sheree, I didn't know about until preparing for the show where they were actually it was like an open letter to del Toro from his fans saying, like, we love you and you should actually denounce what you did because this is like really damning it's a public petition we can see that you that you've signed it and this is very embarrassing um and the petition actually ended up getting quite a bit of uh signatures but i don't you know he's gonna do what he wants to do i guess it makes me sad because again he gives off those uncle vibes and so you're rooting for him especially because like we don't have that many brown people at his level because why would hollywood let us and so the fact that he just don't give no shit about what happens to minors as long as it's directors and he's a fan of, that's gross to me. And it's been really hard for me to get back into his work since I found that out because of your TikTok. Because every time I'm trying to watch his shit now, I'm just like, <sighs> you sign up with your full chest and you still stand by it. Yeah, and it's it's just gross, man. It's, it's, so, it's so gross. And like, let me see. Some of the other people that signed... Um, I and I have to say once again I don't know how many of these people <laughs> have taken it back, but Vice, you know they don't give a fuck. They were <laughs> Asia uh, Asia Argento, Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, Pedro Almodovar, Penelope mm-hmm. Cruz, Emma Thompson, Tilda Swinton, mm-hmm. um, just to name a few. Like, and it makes sense because people keep working with him. Like they fly to I think is he in Sweden or is he in France? I forget which one. France, he's yeah, yeah. France. Yeah, because they can't bring him back to America for those charges. Um, he's been in France working. So people fly out to do his like mid-movies because like he used to be a name. And I'm like, no, no, no. But normally it's people who are also canceled or should be canceled, like Adrian Brody. He's been trash forever. So of course he was in the pianist. Of course he was. <laughs> um, he's like, one good trash deserves another. And he ran over <laughs> there. <laughs> and I I don't know what else to do because again. It's all out there. We all know what Roman Polanski did. I knew I knew from an early age. Like, I saw Rosemary's Baby when I was a young, young, young person. And I was like, yeah. it's fine. And then I found out who the director was, like, never again. And so the fact that we have people out here who are still like, well, if Polanski has a movie, I got to be involved. For what? Okay, it, my heart is broken. It hurts. Yeah, it's something that, that shit really we, hurts. We, like, it's definitely something that I was not celebrating. Like, when I found out, I was like in the middle of covering uh Cabinet Curiosities, and you know, when I released it, like, because like there was a I wish I had her name, I tagged her in the video to give her her props. There was um, uh, another TikToker who had like revealed the information to her followers, and she turned off stitches, but I didn't want to use that as like an excuse, so I put her at the beginning and then I added and said, Listen, I'm not, I'm not covering cabinet curiosity because we have to raise awareness around this like we have to let people know like what the t is because yeah support victims yeah believe what the fuck like this is this is not it but that's hollywood it's like how sharae's saying you know and it's really it it exposes 
you know how you know there's probably a lot of people who haven't been caught there's probably a lot of it's a whole thing you know you you listen to people like drew barrymore talk about their experiences going uh, growing up as child stars and stuff and it makes you wonder like how many of these people are really going through it brick shields just by a documentary it's at sundance and i've not seen it because they don't make things accessible back to my theater rant um but like she's talking about how growing up in this world and how like people were like taking pictures of her and shit when she was naked and how like was it the blue lagoon or whatever that movie was um they were trying to like paint this narrative that she was also getting sexually active as a teen and so it was coincided with the movie and like all these abuses that she's taken because again like what this what this petition to like give Roman Polanski an award let him go the fuck home says is we value mediocre white male art over actual people um specifically people who are young women because again that if that girl was a young woman so nobody gave a shit like Mm -hmm. (laughs) um it feels like it's because there's this weird it i'm gonna call back to something that jamie was getting into when i invited her on the brother goalish's tomb to talk about deadly friend there is this thing that society seems to like want to police women's bodies and like mm-hmm. feel like they have ownership over them and so that feeds into a lot of the legislation that feeds into a lot of these situations where you know, they just, it seems like they just don't care that this woman, this, I mean, well, she wasn't even, she was a young girl at the time. She's a woman now, you know, who knows what this has done as an impact to her life and, and her family and the people in their community, like who are surrounded by her from this happening to her. They just don't care. You know, I want my mid movies like girl, girl, yo, I don't, I don't, I'm kind of feeling like so much shit like this happens nowadays. Yeah. And everyone has the same excuse every time and as shitty as this sound i'm not trying to like obviously defer um importance of victims or anything but it seems like a lot of these people's stances who would negate that don't really think about what the victim went through yeah but they think about oh i know this guy i know him personally and you know he's not malicious it was it was an accident. It was a mistake, you know, and not thinking about what the other person involved has to go through, only thinking about what they know, because yeah. maybe they might have a relationship with this person. Maybe they might be homies. Maybe you owe them a favor or, you know, he went to your beach house one summer and we sp- spent a weekend together and I know this guy. And, you know, that's that's always the angle that shit like this comes from and never thinking about what the fuck is that that young girl have to go through living with yeah. with this memory i don't know that just fucking breaks my heart and i have a really ugly taste in my mouth now i listen listeners <laughs> this episode was my idea uh, <laughs> <laughs> and i had no idea damn and i really was uh, am i still a fan this shit it's like a lot. this it's like a lot. It's, it, it directly hard. clashes with my values like like directly um damn and i would i used to use like del toro and i'm a i'm a fan of that kind of like subgenre that he created the um what do you call it gothic romance yeah. i'm i'm big on that i i loved using him as an example on why you know immigrants are important for yeah. storytelling and and beyond not just who's going to take your fucking job at walmart whatever mm-hmm. storytellers and you know damn that just fucking breaks my heart. Like, the fuck? 
It literally hurt me. I keep I kept trying to start cabinet curiosities, but like I think about was that TikTok, and I was like, I can't do this uh, because I'm not in a place where a lot of people are, where they can just be like, mm, he did this shitty thing, but I'm gonna watch it, which we keep doing for so many shitty men. Um, yeah. This is this is a big hell fucking up. Most people that signed that petition had they used their like privilege and their power and their platform for good we might have actually maybe gotten some smidge of justice finally. Um, but instead, we have a couple of women who, like, when they're going to an award show and he's there, they walk out and people are like, she's uncouth. She's not classy. She doesn't have to be here. Um, it's like when, it's like when, oh my God, what was her name? I just forgot her whole name. But she had to give Casey Affleck an award. She's, um, I didn't know her name. I just forgot it. She's an Oscar-winning actor. She's in Marvel Universe. I think she's Mrs. Marvel. Is that what it is? I just uh, forgot a whole Captain Brie, Marvel. That's Larson, Brie, yeah. Bra yeah, Brie Larson. There we go. Brie Larson has been about it since day one. Um, she's like, I am a white woman, but also you will not catch me out here slipping in these fucking streets. And so part of the Oscars bag is if you win the award the year before, you have to give it to the opposite gender, which that's an old outdated idea, but whatever, the next year. And so she got up there to like give the award for best male actor or best male supporting actor. I don't know. And Casey Affleck won. And she literally set the award down on the stage and took multiple steps back. And he tried to interact with her. She's like, no. And people were like, she's not classy. And this is why women are this and that. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
that. And I'm like, mm. she's classier than I am because I would have just fucking thrown it out into the thing and been like, we don't do this no more. Why are you why are you awarding abusers on this stage again? Because uh. a lot of them and the powers that be are abusers and they're they're definitely holding the system up. Listen. I'm with Drew Barrymore when she said she feels like because people were like, wow, that's extreme. She was like, I feel like there shouldn't be child actors, like extremely like young child actors. And they were, and she was like, don't get me wrong. I love my life. Um, you know, I love like everything that's came out of my life. But, you know, it's like what you were talking about with that one actress saying there's these people taking pictures of you. You're very young. You're in these very racy and fast environments and stuff. And you don't really you're young. You don't know what's going on. And so it just leaves you. And I'm going I'm venturing beyond what she said at this yeah. point. But like like it leaves you to be exploited almost because you're a youth yeah. amongst wolves. They know what they're doing. And like mm-hmm. some of these parents are also shaky because like w- if we look at our favorite actors who were child actors, a lot of them did not come out okay. Some of them are getting yeah. okay. Some of them are working on it. And so that right there says a lot is happening. Um, like look at Aaliyah's parents who just sort of gave her to R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. And like even just parents who are like innocent and don't know any better. Cause like way back to Shirley Temple days, there's a story floating around where Shirley Temple's mom took her to like the studio. I don't remember which one, if it was MGM or Paramount, but like back then there was only three. So like we can Google this easily. Um, but she took her to the studio cause she was Shirley Temple and she's a child actor. They want to like talk to her. And they took the mom to one room and sent her in the room with a producer. And the producer like fucking dropped his pants. And because she's a child, she laughed. Cause she was like, what am I looking at? I don't know, it yeah. looks weird. Um, and I'm just like, why has this been the way it's always been? That's gross. That's freaking gross. Mm. Listen, it's pretty well, I don't like it. <laughs> I guess this is a good time to mention um <laughs> because everything else I have to say is fucking positive. <laughs> but I I didn't really rock with cabinet of curiosities. Um really the okay well the only thing that the what i did like i loved mm-hmm. and what i didn't like i just <clears throat> i just didn't like at all um but the i think it was the last one um hold on please hold just kidding it wasn't the last one it was the second to last one um the viewing um uh which was directed by same homeboy who did mandy so obviously that's why yeah i loved it so much with awesome creature design um but everything else was just kind of super mid i think and uh the the uh the shorts that i actually disliked the most were both written by guillermo del toro (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. I like his older stuff, and I need to like figure out how I feel about this older stuff, knowing what I know about him now. But his newer stuff has been missing. I could not get through Cabinet Curiosities. I tried that first episode multiple times, and I was like, no. Um, I I sat in front of Pinocchio, and it was pretty to look at, but no. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're gonna do a musical, the music should be good. Otherwise, why are we doing music? Oh damn! Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> And that shade, I feel like a lot of people were bigging up that Pinocchio. Like, I feel like on TikTok, everyone was like, oh, just, uh, they're like, you know, watch this with um, Coraline and and Pan's Labyrinth. And I'm like, uh, let's calm down. Well, yeah, people like liking things. And I think people like (laughs) legacy things. Like, if it's legacy, you know, people will come out of the woodwork for it, which both Guillermo del Toro, like the, the mode of stop motion art, 
and Pinocchio are all kind of legacy things. So it makes sense that people would want to go up for it. It didn't it didn't do it for me. Um, I thought it, it looked really nice. It looked really, really nice. Um, and it also it has a whole um, pop up exhibit at the MoMA right now where you can see all the puppets and stuff. I would have preferred it for Wendell and Wilde. <laughs> Because uh, less sticky shit surrounding everything. Um, I mean, I appreciate stop motion. I, I'm glad that it's getting kind of like this new wind with after Mad God was released, Wendell and Wild, now Pinocchio. I was kind of where, or a Missing Link also was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, after I kind of, we all kind of thought that stop motion was kind of dying after everything was mm-hmm. being put out so fucking fast. So that was nice to see, I guess. But I was a little just like kind of bored. I guess during Pinocchio, it wasn't really for me. Um, I even tried that, uh, like the making of. I, I guess I enjoyed the making of a little bit better because it was, I don't know, yeah. it just seemed a little snoozy. Um, yeah. Mm. And it made me sad because, again, he got an all star cast because he's Del Toro and he can do that. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, it was, it was a beautiful gowns, beautiful dresses situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are amazing screensavers waiting to happen. But <laughs> yeah yeah good good wallpaper material right I yeah i think i can <laughs> yeah totally but i think i stopped there though but speaking of all-star casts you guys clearly feel some type of way about nightmare alley oh that but, bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i fucking loved it i thought it was great i thought the performances were great it's it's really like the thing that i love about del toro's works the most is not necessarily like i mean i'm into the gothic horror thing i think it's unique um but it's really like his world building in all of his movies that really get me like i'm a sucker for you know leaving earth or like leaving 2023 and like going somewhere else like i'm about all that um and nightmare alley had all the world building i thought it was really long i also like when i watched it uh, on Hulu, I was recovering from a surgery, so I was definitely high and like needed something a little whimsical. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think being high would have helped because I, <laughs> I was like, beautiful gowns, beautiful dresses, beautiful cast. Why are we here? Why are we still here? Why are we still here? By the time the credits started rolling, I felt like I had been through it. I felt like I'd ridden through the desert in a horse with no name. I felt like <laughs> I understand that. I understand that though, because it was a really like long ride. And I'm usually like, I usually don't give a fuck about those types of movies because it's just like, why do I care about this story if nothing, you know, super tragic or, you know, world changing? I don't know. Y- y'all know how I am with movies. I'm very easily stimulated, big explosions and shit. I mean, but, I am too, especially because like I'm in the like art house type movie, so I get it. Like the visual uh-huh. piece does matter, but I think my whole hang up with Nightmare on Alley, Nightmare on Alley, we'll go with it. <laughs> uh, Nightmare <laughs> on Alley Street. <laughs> I don't know, what the, but um, I so I can't think of her name, but the therapist, the the mm-hmm. blonde therapist, was manipulating everything secretly. I wish they would have started with her. Because she was very interesting, and I think that that's where the the movie starts to pick up. But that's literally an hour and forty five minutes after the Word. credit yeah. started. So it's, it's, like, it's in there, <laughs> you know. 
they didn't use their best asset. I didn't really care so much for the lead. Like he, you know, his story didn't matter to me. And it's sad because like Bradley Cooper is not the worst actor to live. And so yeah, I think that if you give him something, we can have a moment. But they were just like, we have an all-star cast. We're good. Pack it up. And I was like, <laughs> you gotta try. You gotta try. <laughs> he did look good in the role though, for anything he like did. that. He Joe. did. Joe. Did he look good? Yes, the yes. fuck he did. I will say, though, like, you're so right, Sheree. Like, oftentimes when you pack this fucking all-star cast into one production, it's like, we don't have to do anything. Because, like, everybody's here. Kate Blanchett is here. Bradley Cooper's here. Fucking Tony Collette is here. So, like, why would I have to do anything else? And that's where, um, I think that's where Glass Onion failed. Because uh, I, I think it relied too yeah. heavy. I think there was a little <laughs> bit more effort with this, but that's definitely a chain. I'm just like, we don't need to do fucking shit. Let's just let their names do everything. Like this and Glass Onion for me is like the Pepsi challenge. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's we're the same shot. movie. <laughs> I like how we're throwing shots at Nightmare Alley and then Glass Onion just gets it. And I feel like we've been like nailing them for like three episodes. Like they're not getting out. They try they to play with our emotions. They know what they did. They wasted my time. They wasted Janelle's time. <laughs> they wasted everybody's time. Yeah, um, they definitely did waste Janelle's time. It was 59 minutes before we get to the first death. And by the time we get there, I don't even care. I'm like, somebody finally dying, but it's been an hour. And there's how much left? Oh, fuck no. I eject Ocedo so fast. Like, my <laughs> Netflix is like, what just happened? Was it a power outage? I'm like, no, bitch. I force posed you because you will not play in my face today. <laughs> force quit. Force you fucking quit. I might catch some shit for this, but you know what? Whatever. You know, you know what my complaints about Nightmare Alley kind of resemble? My complaints for Crimson Peak. And also mm. the uh I think it's called the woman in black. I think it's a mm. like yeah, like they, they oh, have with the Daniel stadiums. Radcliffe. Yes. These movies have stunning visuals. Um, as Sheree said, lovely gowns. Lovely Gorgeous. Gowns. Just, no. Um <laughs> but the the pacing is like do they not remember that we're here for the story? Like the visuals and the aesthetics and stuff, that's not enough. I need to be invested in the characters. And like, I also mm -hmm. need to feel. Now, this is where I'm a lose, Sheree. See, we were the, we were on the same page, but haunting or like the haunting of Blind Banner and Hill no. House. <laughs> we were here for <laughs> those are good, good examples of how you could take like these like traditionally like gothic uh, story <laughs> better treatment. It was good. Look, it was good while we were on the same page. It was amazing. No, no, I feel like I feel like a lot of my problems with this newer Del Toro stuff is that it's luxuriating, which yeah. is something that we see a lot of white men doing in the genre. It's it's basically man spreading, but on film. And Mike Flanagan, <laughs> Mike fucking Flanagan is the biggest man spreader on film. He has he's got one foot in America and one foot all across the fucking globe. He's like. See my five-hour epic about a note that could have been a post-it. And I'm like, bitch. Cuts the ghoulish wiping away a tear watching this shit. <laughs> like, I told y'all, like, I went to sleep in a theater watching Dr. Sleep, and I'm lucky nobody missed me because I was downtown Chicago by myself. All right, I woke can't up, get that. Mm -mm. I woke up and was like, keys, phone. Okay, okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Wait, wait, but Abra though, right? You agree at least, Abra, right? I mean, for a Stephen King adaptation, I, I, I'm, I'm not mad about her. I just, 
that movie, y'all, that movie, why so long? And then he's like, here's the director's cut. I'm like, you've done enough. You've done enough. <laughs> if it wasn't that first three-hour epic, we don't need to fucking see it. Like, <laughs> oh, God. How are you going to make a Stephen King longer? How? Look at yourself. Look at your choices. I think I would agree with the length. <laughs> but this Nightmare Alley did, and not me, I'm just trying to sprinkle a little bit of positivity <laughs> on this one to back myself up. It isn't, I don't know. Just like, I, it never dragged for me, really. But and you know what it reminded me of, randomly? This movie I love. Y'all know The Prestige? Mm. For some reason, it was like that same kind of like old English-y vibe. Um, but held with a little tiny bit of paranormal almost. I don't know. I but I also only watched it once, and like I said, I was definitely high on like hydrocodone recovering from surgery. So that may have helped. Also feeling the whole carny thing, Willem Dafoe. But I will say that there this is a very white cast, and oh, this yeah. is not something that I usually jump feet first into. <laughs> That's one of my things is lately, and I've been I've been saying this politely before the receipts came out, is that the bigger he gets, the wider his casket. I've noticed mm. that. Cause at first yeah. we were doing like the we were doing like the devil's backbone, and he was producing like the orphanage, which I mean very white presenting, but still Spain. I was like, you know what? I'm good, I'm good. Blade two, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, every zero, there's more white people. Every zero you give him on that check, there's more white people. And he's smart with it though, because they're all my favorite white actors. Right? <laughs> like, I like all of them. <laughs> and that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Cause you're like, oh, I like all these actors. But then you're like, oh, just like a Taylor Wait Swift a concert. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no. And so it's giving right. me it's giving me big RuPaul Charles energy because Ru was like, we're diverse because I'm diverse. And people are like, that's not what we asked you, that's, Ru. Ooh, that's listen, that that's heavy. That, that's inaccurate. Heavy. I mean we're diverse because I'm diverse. Ow. I think that's why I was upset with Nightmare Alley too, because just for perspective, my introduction to Del Toro was Pan's Labyrinth. And woo, that was so good. And it was like rich mm -hmm. with like not the whiteness. You know, it, right. it definitely gave like a different spin. I trusted him, but it's like Sheree said, like he gets more coin and it feels like he starts catering to the white gaze. And like that, that just, it just bothers me because he would be a good shoe in for replacing Timmy Burton otherwise. Listen, absolutely. He's figured out what gets him to the Oscars um, yeah. and it's white nonsense. And so like, that's where we're going to keep getting down, which I mean, it's fine because I think I'm getting off this train again. I need to figure out my own complicated feelings because this is new information. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, it's hard for me to go back because I am, I am a Gemini. I do not forget. Um, I'm just like, I wonder if this was the day this happened. I wonder if this is the day this was said. And so to know that like he just disregarded that young girl for the sake of boosting an another director who is not even that good of a director. Like, Arturo is a much better director. Like, I know I've given him a couple strays today, because that's just my love language. But he's a better director <laughs> than Polanski. Like, yeah, I agree. And so the fact that he's like, I gotta boost him, because this is what everybody else is fucking doing, I guess. Instead of being like, I'm fucking Del Toro. I'm finally, like, making a name for myself. I don't mind name attached to that shit. You know what I think is gonna happen, though? Because if you remember, this whole petition fiasco happened around, like, 2008, 2009. Um, I think because of the systems that he's associated with, he probably just thinks, oh, you know, this is just all going to blow over at some point. People aren't going to talk about it. But TikTok has really done a great job, I think, of like helping perpetuate some of this older information, like refreshing it. Yeah. Um, podcasting too. Just enjoy I mean, why am I 
breaking it into pieces. Just the general thing that we're living in as content creators. Everyone is like letting the girls know where the trash may lay. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's going to lead to him having to say or do something because he is starting to see like an uptick, I feel. Like, I think we're noticing this. He's going to have to address it. And I think he might Mm -hmm. be very resentful. I I really feel like he might say something like, you know, I really do apologize, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm I'm keeping hope alive. It could be biased because, like, I like his art, but I hope that happens. I, I really looked at him as like a little uncle and I wanted to like work with or work for someday or at least like go yeah. to a premiere. But again, like the thing about our older uncles are they have older uncle energy. And so I don't know what we'll get an apology. He might just make it worse if we like, y'all got me fucked up. And I'm like, stop talking. <laughs> but I'm happy you brought up that like we don't live in the world that a lot of these people, because they are boomers at the end of the day, um, they grew yeah. up in a world where it was dominated white media so it was white media just being like mm, can you talk about that can you talk about that it's not polite they're living their very speak no evil lives and now we're all here and it's very black and it's very brown and we're not waiting for gatekeepers so we can get on tiktok we can get on podcasts like just between the three of us how many things are out there with at least one of our names on it right here right now mm-hmm. <laughs> um Facts. and so it's not the way it used to be because there was a time and place where like of racist podcast, you can pull up on another podcast of brown people to be like, mm, bitches, I'm bullying you. And it goes unchecked. But now it's like, here's a Medium article. And also me and the other podcasts are friends now. Cute. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> and so people need to fucking adjust because they can't just be out here doing white nonsense and getting away with it anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a tough wake like. up call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. And I'm happy they're all getting the call. Um, I am personally going to open up a phone bank to be like, hi, I don't know if you got on. Your time's over. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, Mr. Zel Toro. Uh, You've been served. Please report to TikTok. Right. (laughs) Please report to the front of the class. Um, (laughs) We're outside. He's like, bitch, this is an IHOP. (laughs) And it's like, you're never safe. You're never safe. <laughs> Not an IHOP, please. Oh my god. Okay, what's our favorite? Ooh, that's hard. Um, I'll I'll start just because I feel like y'all know because I keep talking about it all the time. I know it's mostly for children, but Pan's Labyrinth. I think I just remember how I. What felt. do you mean? Mostly for children. Thank you zero. The only reason I had to start adding that disclaimer was because child was because, because Sheree. No, 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 no. She didn't. She didn't give it to me like that. Wait, did you? She, it, not it, yet. She's the one. You don't give like, a no, fuck the... about PG thirteen horror. She lets us know. <laughs> I she don't. Like, she like that gory kids. shit. Them ripping the bitches <laughs> apart. <laughs> fuck them kids. But also, Pants Labyrinth did hit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let that go. Okay. Oh, okay. Hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing, I, I'm just saying, I was doing a live once and like I just mentioned it and like it like people like they were like this should not be blah 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 because the kids movie blah blah it like stopped the live and I was like okay we're just gonna move Pan's Labyrinth aside and just talk about the other movies I am so sorry but anyway child that's Wait, my what, what was what was their angle like it was too scary for that children for, no 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 that's for it's a kids movie like basically oh um, no it was one of, what i've noticed about a lot of the people online that are not directly doing like horror content creation or horror is that they need these boxes in place so they can limit themselves from enjoying things Damn, that's right. why they can't see mm-hmm. nope as a sci-fi horror movie it's a sci-fi it's like mm-hmm. bitch we've been in space before we've, we've done this i know you some aliens right 
And they're like, it's a sci-fi because I need it in that box so I can hate on it because I'm a racist. And I'm like, go home. Go mm-hmm. home. Um, right. The genre I agree. Umbrella, the genre umbrella is a big-ass bitch. Like, <laughs> it's fine mm-hmm. to have things under there. And it's fine to be like, well, this is closely related to that. Because, again, it's genre. It is horror. It is sci-fi. It is the off-the-beaten-path. Like my number one movie last year for genre, and I made sure I I was stressed genre was everything everywhere all at once. And people were like, it's not genre, it's a drama. And I'm like, it can be both. <laughs> Have you never heard of a horror drama? Is this your first yeah. movie? Oh, Timmy. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> like that that movie serves. It is sci-fi. She's literally in multiple universes and multiple time. How much more sci-fi time. do you meet? But they were like, mm, that's too many Asian people. It's too woke. Gotta hate it. Put it in a different box. And I'm like, just because it's not a white <laughs> property, don't mean it goes into a different box. It means mm. you're telling on yourself on the streets. Um, so Ooh. say less and say quieter. Mm. They were trying to do that with Prey. I know y'all remember that shit. They were trying to say, oh, oh this, yeah. this shouldn't be in the horror box because blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Listen, okay, if you, girl. If you can let Arnold Schwarzenegger punch aliens <laughs> and punch other robots, you can let Amber Midthunder punch a fucking alien as well. <laughs> like, you ain't gonna be out here being like, oh, if she there, it ain't what it is. Like, make it make sense. Make it because testosterone. Listen. Period. <laughs> That's it. That's literally it. Lies say it's anything else, please. I stepped across some fool. I went ahead and muted on site because he was like, she's not a final girl because the final girl is this. I'm like, no. Stop. What? And I was like, no, no, not today, Kenny. Not today, Kenny. And I just <laughs> muted him. I don't know this fool. I don't know why he was in my timeline. I don't know who he was talking to. Oh. <laughs> there is hell wasn't you. I need you to know that's how I felt. And I told this story a million times. But I'm not over it. When that girl hit me with, and she, I, at this point, I realized she probably has listened to me mention this multiple times because she makes content, but I don't care. You know what you did when you said this shit. You want to tell me Scream isn't a horror movie because. What the fuck? Right. And this, the, her reason was so bullshit. I, th- I was like, okay, listen. I don't want to know her reason. No. Good. Because I had, listen, I had to sit through that shit like, oh, okay, because this is like a live event. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. I, I would have read her. That's why I can't go live on TikTok. They would never give me that. <laughs> they would never give me that responsibility because I'll be hurting feelings live. I'd be oh, like, did you have seen the movie before? Look, All right, even so if you, you mentioned- don't like Scream, you have to understand that Scream fucking changed the genre. Thank There's you. A- it changed the slasher genre. There's a lot of horror movies I don't like, but they're horror movies. My not liking yeah. them doesn't mean that they go to different it's genres. Not. Yeah. Like, I'm not fucking with Pearl, but I'm not out here being like, Pearl don't belong under the umbrella. I'm like, she's under the umbrella, but I don't talk to her. It's fine. But I'm a <laughs> we star! Don't speak- <laughs> We don't speak no more, but she's still <laughs> she's still here, right? Just because we don't right. speak. That's you first gonna run, going, you gonna stop. Let me point the right direction, Mister Ray. You gonna stop coming for Pearl? <laughs> you know that movie. Y'all know, before I even told you, I like that movie. Y'all had to know that somewhere Ghoulish was losing their fucking mind over this fucking movie. You had to know, especially when the credits roll and her ass was still smiling and the tears was coming down. That she- is. Li- She's still doing that somewhere. I'm like, how'd you feel on Feminine Pool when you still there in that moment forever? Like, I was like, let me go. Let me go, Mr. West. I want to go home. Like, so it's it's not a everything everywhere home. situation. She's like, in that reality, she's just there <laughs> while she's still filming Infinity Pool and Maxine at the same time that's, and doing the press run for Maxine. Three. That's some scary <laughs> shit. That's scarier than the movie. Hello. Listen. Oh. You don't like Pearl either, Zero? 
No, I liked Pearl. I liked Pearl. I didn't love her. I loved oh, X. Oh, okay. Well, oh, I, yeah, I, I liked X. I did like X. Um, me and Pearl don't speak. And because of Pearl, I was like, I'll check out Maxine. But that's my truth. It ain't everybody Damn, else's. Damn, you're fine. just not? You're boycotting? If you do Pearl to me, you know what you did. I will not be giving you any more money for this franchise. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will I see you. Listen, after Maxine, I'll see what he's doing and if we can talk again. But, like, while he's still talking to her, we ain't friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's gonna be my ringtone. <laughs> oh my god, so obnoxious! Imagine you're in the line getting coffee. I'm a star. <laughs> the way that y'all will walk away from me. <laughs> We're just gonna go stand over here. <laughs> I would be like, ring, hey Jazz. I would stay in the Jewish, but I can't stay here no more. If you can get me, um. <laughs> oh no. Me and my bag will be outside in five. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Well, I would just like to say anyone who's on Brother Ghoulish TikTok Live and you don't think that uh, Pan's Labyrinth is a horror movie, come see me. Ooh. Come, come see me. Come see me. Because this guy, y'all can't see what I'm doing, but the hands on this guy, mm-hmm. stop it. You're lying. You're lying. That's one of the best creature designs in the 21st century movie, uh, whatever, horror movie sphere. That is a fucking fire-ass creature design. And I know damn well he was living in a lot of your heads rent-free. Stop lying. Stop lying. Listen. That movie is like Alice in Wonderland for me. Yeah. It's Alice in Wonderland on meth. So, a.k.a. For zero gravity. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Add add a little bit of amphetamine and maybe like three or four beers. And that's 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 what are you worth? I need to see when Moon Garden is coming to something we can all see it on. Cause I think y'all gonna really fucks with that. It's what a movie I saw on a festival last year. And it was it was just like a steampunk fever dream. Um, and it was very Alice in Wonderland. It get a little bit Ooh. long in some places, but like I could not look away. I well, love oh, that, so it's good, the way that sounds. Yes. No, mm. I, I fucked with this movie. I fucked with this movie. They like the review, so they've been in my DMs a couple of times. Like, can we use this quote? Can we use that quote? I'm like, yes, girl, yes. What? Also, also yeah, I'm about the, to say, I like how she tried to slide that in there yesterday. Listen, yeah. No, also, the creature is played by a trans woman, and she embodies this bitch. She is like, mm-mm-mm, bitches, teeth and nails, teeth and nails. Like, yes, yes. Teeth and nails, <laughs> teeth and nails. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know when I wrote my review that she's been playing creatures for a minute, but I'm yeah. gonna be getting associated with the rest of her work immediately because I'm just like, this is how you do it, this is how you do it. Um, so yeah, when Moon Garden drops on something, that might we need to have like a little sideways conversation over some wine and watch it together. That's not like fun. Yeah, especially mm. that it has like that whimsical effect because, um, in a random kind of like side notion, that's why I was excited for the lady in the water when it mm-hmm. first came out because at the time this is that's around the time i saw pan's labyrinth it was like this dark fantasy thing that was starting to happen with certain features that i was like really down with but it feels like we got away from that a little bit i'm not gonna lie i never saw the lady in the water because i didn't mix up with the shape of water and i was like yeah. i don't want to see no women fuck no fish i just i've been through a lot on film i don't need to see that happen specifically I, mean, I I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. 
I don't want to see nobody fuck no fish. How dare you? <laughs> it was more than that. I mean, I promise you, it was more than that. Everybody got their something, but that's not for me. I'm just like, you know what? I I've seen enough. I've heard enough. I'm gonna not be here. But because I had to mix up, I haven't seen either now. I need to go track down Lady in the Water and give Daniel Radcliffe a click. <laughs> when y'all were going to the sex toy shops around that time, just me, okay. Um, did y'all see that they were actually selling the Shape of Water dildos, like the for the monster and stuff? You, that can't be officially licensed. I it definitely was not. Definitely was okay. not. But but but, y'all, but did y'all see them or? The, <laughs> It was definitely illegitimate. <laughs> they, they were not making bootleg fish sex toys. Yes. You could get what them is... online too. So I'm going to look it up real quick. They, um... What is this time? I have on? already began the Google. Um, <laughs> you I know what? Again, I thought that, like, I don't know. We all have our things. And I'm just not into the fish. It's real. Yeah. Oh my God. Was, it's, it's so not, real. It's not official, though. I mean, can you imagine if he signed off on that? I mean, he should have because he signed off on this petition. And so it'd be like, he just signed anything and we could like forgive. Oh, <laughs> Look, oh my God. You ain't lying though. Yo, here comes Dread Central with the article. Guillermo del Toro says the shape of water sex toy is not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my god, it's sold out in less than 20 minutes. <laughs> Listen, they wanted a piece. That's, that's not as fast as those infants that sold that were supposed to be the smell of uh Badu uh you know what? Oh my god, of her of her her thing. <laughs> yeah. She's another mm-hmm. auntie that has hurt me while I'm talking about people who've hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Yo, I, 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 I purposely avoid. I purposely avoid every interview with her because I'm scared that she's gonna say some hotepy shit. This is so I just avoid. It's like I'm I need to like, preserve her in my brain, so I'm just not listen to what you have to say to protect. Every myself. time she's in my timeline, it's like you need to call Tyrone. Oh, you no, need to call Tyrone immediately. No, use my phone. <laughs> you need to come get her ass. I can't with you. I really, really cannot. No, like under 2000 was like, can I just get my kids? I just want to go. I just want to be no more. <laughs> She's like, I'm not done yet. <laughs> but also, I'm that's listening wild. to Didn't You Know like literally once every couple of days. Because yeah, that song. Too. And that Afropunk video. Oh my God. I mean, Afropunk. That's not what I meant to say. Sorry, Afropunk, if y'all listen to this. <laughs> Afrofuturism. <laughs> I don't know why I'm, uh, Afropunk is on no. my right now. <laughs> No, well, she popped up in the Janelle Monet joint. Like that was that was a moment because it was before she started getting so happy. I didn't know about this. You know, well, no, you, no. you didn't know about it, but it went right over your head because she says, like, she actually no, she doesn't say she murmurs like point two things into the mic in like a breakdown. And so if you didn't like read like featuring Erica Badu, you would never know that that feature is there. Promise you, because oh, okay. I didn't until the music okay. video dropped. <laughs> Yes. Like I know you've heard this song because it's Janelle. Mm-hmm. I need to also just like do a Google because like every couple of months, like I think that Janelle's pronouns are they them. Um, but then every oh. couple of months it's she her. And so I need to because like there's a couple of times where like it definitely went down the timeline and they would be like, Mm-mm. and so I don't know if this last one stuck or not. And so like I'm on like Friday and podcast using different pronouns. I need to like actually like do a Google. Um, okay, so I looked it up. I'm happy you said this. So it looks like she's probably demi, um, demi femme because, like, she said she accepts she, her, they, them. Okay, 
because I know a few years ago um, posted something and for I think it was like coming out day and we were like cool 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 and so we were getting used to it and then it was like she her and I was like I don't know what happened but it ain't my business and so I went back she, she probably went through what I went through because so when you get to non-binary right there's like demi femme and demi mask which is mm -hmm. like you feel predominantly non-binary uh, non but you still have accents of either side and it doesn't mm -hmm. have anything to do with what they would say, like your biological gender, because I think that's bullshit. It mm -hmm. depends on just like your expression. And as I kept reading, I also found out about like Arrow Ace, which this is new mm -hmm. to me too. So that's like um, one side of it, y'all already know about asexuality, but that's on a spectrum. So there's also aromantic. And aromantic is synonymous with, oh, you know, about, I, I didn't know about yeah. all this until like yeah. I kept reading about it. Like, Man, yeah. I just love that this information is coming out so that people can like understand more about, yeah. you know, who they really are. Yeah, because so many of us are running around here being like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Ain't nothing wrong. It's yeah. just like you ain't read the right materials yet because nobody talks about the right shit. Look, right. <laughs> um, yeah. Which I mean, we have the internet, but again, the internet is a dumpster fire most days. So. Amen. I mean, they they out here saying the screen made a horror movie, so I don't know how well I trust the people. Oh on the my god, that's still <laughs> what. <laughs> what be wrong with bitches? <laughs> I just want to be like, what school did you go to? Because they failed your ass. Um, speaking of failures, we should wrap this episode Ooh. up. Cause... <laughs> I, yeah, maybe we should. Okay. Um, did y'all want to put some stank on it before I do my my? Ending? Wait, I, I let me sprinkle a little. Uh, watch Mimic, everybody. Watch Mimic because that movie rules. I also um, googled. Uh, I just googled. Guillermo del Toro to uh, get ready for this episode but um, I didn't know that he actually is not really a big fan of Mimic his first like big studio oh. um, movie mm -hmm. which is crazy because I and I know a lot of other uh, uh, people in the, in the genre like horror fans are down with Mimic um, but he basically said some okay there was an instance where his his father was held for ransom was yeah. kidnapped and held for ransom in in 1997 when this movie came out Wait, and he said this that is true? this is real yeah. life not oh yeah, it's okay. true whoa yes and um what's his name um helped him pay for like some of the negotiation costs um uh spielberg right i think They're it was spielberg oh, God. i think it was spielberg Damn. um i think so but anyway um he compared his experience making mimic to his experience having his father kidnapped and held for ransom and said that uh negotiating to get his father back was easier than pushing out mimic listen <laughs> which I, is insane i i did not know he did mimic as a child and not just like these are big ass bugs i can't do this movie um i i did remember hellboy though and if y'all have not seen the documentary um drawing monsters the mike magnolia story i might be saying that wrong but he created hellboy mm -hmm. and like del toro pops up in this documentary because they did hellboy together and the way they talk about their relationship something definitely happened at first because before before i knew all this tea about del toro i was like maybe just creative differences but they still respect each other because it's played off that way as kind of like a key key of yeah we're friends but we can't work together anymore so i just let him have these movies but Ooh. now that i'm like del toro is del toro and i think there's more there so if you can yeah. see that documentary definitely do it um i don't know when it's releasing everywhere but like we also know people who work on it so if they are screeners that they can share they can probably share them 
Interesting. I'm going to have to do some more research on that because as a fan of both, as a fan of Del Toro and also a super fan of Hellboy, as you can see by all these yeah. things, there's Hellboy right there above yeah. on my thing. Um, hmm. Because hmm. Mike definitely was like, and I was like, that's not how it is in the comics. And Del Toro was like, because it's not your comic, it's my movie. And so Ooh. they had to like have those negotiations. And then that's why like Mike was just like, hands off, I'm going to create more worlds on page. Um, and you see him around less and less. <clears throat> but like when I originally saw it, because again, I was like, these are both uncles. I'm sure it's fine. But now I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm seeing, I'm seeing, because when there's smoke, there's fire. Um, yeah. And so I'm like, but what has been unsaid? That's where the I real know. tea is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in the air. Hmm. I know for one of the changes, because the trouble did not want to make this change, whatever it was. And so Mike gave him some of his artwork and he's like, I have it framed right here. And that's why we made that change because that was the trade. I would I would do what he said to do for that one, uh, that scene, if you can have that artwork that I really wanted. And again, it's like these are uncles. But now I'm like, are they uncles? Or is one of them an uncle? Mm. <laughs> I'm about Slowly to say it's black. No, I, mean, I I can't stand how how synchronized we are because for everybody listening, me and Zero both like hmm, the same yeah. way, student all the way back. But I mean, Sheree, yeah, I think we know which side that's like probably leaning towards. Listen, um, the ponderance of um details right. today. But it is a cool documentary. Um, that just sticks out to me because we're talking about this. But it was What's cool the to name see like. Drawing monsters, the Mike Magnolia okay, story, you. and it like you you catch him as a child, and like how the the mom died, and like the dad was like not like I mean dads back then were even worse than dads today. Let's just be honest. Like why am I trying to figure out this? <laughs> <laughs> and you see, you hear a little bit about him going to New York to try and make it, and how he kept getting false starts, and he almost gave up so many times. It was really inspiring to me as somebody who's turned twenty five a few times and is not where she thought she would be. <laughs> To be like, we all got to struggle. We all got to struggle. Yes. Thank you, Mike. Um, and then to have him be like, yeah. And we wanted to make this movie. And then let's make it the way we wanted to make it. Because we weren't names yet. I'm like, what do you mean you and Otero were not names in the 90s? And they were like, we weren't, bitch. And I'm like, I forgot. I was a child. Um, it's it's worth a watch. It's worth. I know a lot of us are like, I'm picking my documentaries. But it's a nice, easy, breezy one. It's a little bit long. That was like my biggest note. Is that like we could have cut some stuff. Because. Mm -hmm. Again, once we were past 90 minutes, I need you to like be like giving me some Maury specials. I need some drama. I need some tea. Yeah. I need <laughs> I need somebody's world to come crashing down. <laughs> but it's also weird because Mike is still putting out the work and like creating more shit. And so like there's mm -hmm. no way to end it. And so they just kept doing more stuff. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we gotta end it somehow. Uh, <laughs> he's not gonna retire. He ain't gonna do it. <laughs> so yeah. Retirings for the retirees. I'm gonna work this thing to the bone. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. Get if us out any... of here. All right. Thank you for listening to us on Blurdy Massacre. If you want to talk with us about the things we've said, come correct at Blurdy Massacre. And also leave a rating and a review. Five stars if so, especially on Apple and Spotify. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>